Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 37 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and for this intro, I am here solo. Andrew McQuiston and Brent Herzog from the Exit Velocity Podcast are going to be joining me here in a moment, and we're going to do the second round of a Startup Dynasty mock draft that we participated in a couple days ago before we get started i do want to plug our group on facebook baseball 365 you can check us out there we have a lot of great posts going on daily you know we say baseball lives 365 days a year and that's one of the things we say in that group it does live 365 days a year as every single day, all year long, we're having discussions on what's going on in the baseball world, in the off season when things are slower, and even as people are talking and more dove into fantasy football, there's still discussions going on on where guys are going to go next year in draft, buy lows, prospects, as a lot of people are making posts and podcasts on pod on prospects. We're all discussing that over there so if you haven't joined us yet go check us out over there and finally you can follow actually i guess also you can follow us on twitter at baseball 365 pod but finally if you'd like to support the show a good way to do that hop on itunes leave us a review let us know what you like dislike about the podcast but reviews help get us out there and get us recognized a little more so if you can go leave us a review we would have. All right, fellas. Well, it's time for round two, and it's time for pick number 16. And that puts you up, Brent. Who do you got t- going in the first pick of the second round? Uh, I hate doing this because I'm a Twins fan and I hate the Yankees. But at number 16, I got Aaron Judge. I think his power potential is massive especially in Yankee Stadium. He hits in a somewhat friendly division and when he's like healthy and clicking, he 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 goes on he gets as hot as anyone in baseball. Yeah. Incredible hitter, incredible power, 27-year-old hitting and what what amazes me about Judge. Well, actually before we go into that, where did you have Judge ranked there, Brent? Where was he on your list? Uh uh, 13. 13? Okay. Yep. And I wasn't far off. I've got him at 15 right now. And he's got incredible power. He's, you know, he is a guy who strikes out a lot, but he walks so much. And he's got, he's got 50 plus home run power in him. And even though he's having a down year this year with 12 home runs in 67 games, I don't even, I don't even give any credence to that. I Incredible power, incredible lineup. Andrew, where'd you have Judge? Uh, I had him at 14. So we're all back to back to back then on that one with where Mm -hmm. we had him. Yeah. I actually, my 14, 15, and 16 is about as dead even as anything on my entire list. So, yeah, it's great. It's a good pick. Yeah, real good. But I, I want to circle back to something you said there at the very beginning, Brent, because you live in Ohio, correct? Yep. How are you a Twins fan? I actually grew up in Minnesota, so I lived there all the way till I was 20 years old. And then I moved down to Florida, Orlando, Florida, worked for Disney World and got to watch the Rays in Tropicana, which they got to get rid of. That place is horrid. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm in Ohio with my wife and in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So you worked at Disney World? Yeah, I was at Disney World. I actually worked at ES, the ESPN complexes they have there. So the Atlanta Braves spring training was held there, but they moved. So that was pretty cool. I actually got to meet Freddie Freeman. I got Brandon Beachy's baseball bat he threw in the dumpster that I pulled out. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun place to work. I have my wife works in radio worked in radio and her co-host had a brother that worked for Disney. And that was awesome because every year we go down there for a conference and the beautiful thing about since he worked for Disney, he could, he could get free, get us in for free just anytime. So I was able to go to Disney world all the time there for 
few year stretch there and we never paid a dime to get in. So I, I, that's pretty neat. That's real neat that you work down there. It's a shame you don't still work there. Maybe I could take advantage of that here when we go down to Florida here in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd let you in <laughs> if I still have that opportunity, but now I just they take it away. Yes, they do. Do you have connections to where if you went back down there, you'd still be able to get your way in? Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of friends that still work there and live down there that would be able to get me in. Okay, so when we get off air, I'm going to get some names and numbers from you. I'm, <laughs> I'm right, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll move on. Number 17, Andrew, who you got? I've got everyone's favorite, Bryce Harper. Okay. Number 17, Bryce Harper. Why do you got Harper there, Andrew? Why Why is 17? Um, I think with him, it's just one of those guys that – He's going to be here and doing what he's doing for a long time. He's having a little bit of a rough season here, first season in Philly, but there's so much name value and I feel like in turn trade value with him. He's such a big name that, yeah, I just I just look at the rest of these guys and there's some that I was tempted to put ahead of him and then I was like, I just think Harper has more value than these guys below him. So that's why I took him there. I think one of these seasons soon, he'll probably go completely ballistic. He's actually been going nuts lately. It's just taking a little bit of time for people to notice because he wasn't very good in the first half. So you and I were talking about Harper there a couple months ago, and I was very concerned because his strikeout rate was near 30%. And he has brought that significantly back as the year's gone on. I mean, to be this far into the season and drop that from 30 to 26% shows that he is controlling the strike zone better. He's walking still 15% of the time. I have Harper actually at 17. So this is where I would have taken him. Where did you have him at 17 or where was he on your list? Uh, 15. He was 15. Okay. So we're in the same ballpark there. Yeah. Brent. Yeah, there's plenty of swings that Harper could be at. Where did you have Harper on your list? I have him at 27. So you are not on Team Harper. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind him. I'm actually in the league I'm in now, the keeper league. I'm trying to get him to be my fourth keeper because people forget he's still only 26 years old, which is kind mm-hmm. of unreal to yeah. believe. I mean, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He actually played catch it. He was a catcher in his high school days. But... The only thing with Harper is he doesn't stay on the field, and when he goes in these slumps like he did in the first half, they're so bad it's almost hard to stay with them. So, but if you ride him out like right now, like you said, he's hot. He had a walk off grand slam last oh, night. You don't want you're talking to a Cub fan over here with Andrew. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about that tonight. No, it's it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Harper said it was the best moment of his career. It was a did pretty really? darn cool moment. Wow. That's a big statement, though. Yeah, I saw that on uh, uh, ESPN on Instagram. He said, yeah, it was one of the top moments of my career so far. I do do think that in about a year from now, if he hasn't picked it up from, you know, the struggles he's had, you know, early part of this season, he could definitely drop. Mm -hmm. I... I'm just not ready to move him down a lot yet, but yeah, in a year, I mean, things could be different, maybe even less. I just, I'm just willing to give a guy like this a lot of leash in rankings, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was in the same park and like you were saying, he could drop. He's already dropping on some people's ranks because Brent's not alone. I know people that have him down that low just yeah. because we're on the second straight year of him hitting around 250. I think it's possible he could be, get right back to being a 300 hitter. Uh, I do think that's still there in the cards and performing more at the 3-4-5 range in terms of 300 batting average, 400 on base, 500 slug. I believe that's in there still, but he could also keep being being a 250 hitter because he's striking out 25% of the time and pulling the ball as much as he does and that shift just carving him up. It'll be it could go either way. Yeah. 
All right, that puts me up at number 18, and this was a late addition for me moving this guy back up. I did this this afternoon before we got to recording, and I am putting moving back up Jose Ramirez to number 18. The guy was playing out of this world last year in the first half. He was pretty much being revert, referred to as the a top three picks, second overall going into this year. He went that in redrafts. And then the second half, he dipped down. It was a disaster. I should, it was a very rough first half with him hitting right around the Mendoza line, not hitting for home runs. I think he had like five, six home runs there going into July, into June, something like that. And he has absolutely exploded since the All-Star break. I don't have his total stats here with me i probably looked that up but um he's even now we're at the three quarter of the way through point of the season and he's got 19 home runs 24 steals guy doesn't walks well does not strike out much i don't know what happened during that year stretch i i can't put my finger i have no idea what that was but he's back to performing like an elite player over the course of the last month and I think I'm ready to move him up. I originally had him more just near the bottom of the top 30. And just in the last few days, I thought about it some more and keep watching him. It seems like he's hitting a home run every day. I decided to move him up. So I am really curious to hear where you guys have him on this list or if you have him at all. Brent, I'm going to start with you. Where is Jose Ramirez on your list? I have him at 45. So uh, he is I, not on yours. Go ahead. <laughs> what I do like about him is he does play second base as well as third, and second base is probably the most scarce position, and he is only 26. But that slump he was in was almost a year, okay. and that was bad. Like It was bad, bad. Yeah. I don't blame anybody who saw that year and decided they were off. I just They don't want to touch it. And I would be scared as I made that pick, but I think at this point, late enough, if he is bouncing back, he could be a top five player, and there's upside to be had there. There is scary downside also. Andrew, where is Jose Ramirez on your list, or is he on it? Uh, He's not in my top 30. I probably, off the top of my head, would have him in the 31 to 40 range. Okay. Um. I, he's been on fire. I mean, I get what you're saying about the bounce back. It's just, I, um, just not for me. I, I've kind of said before the season, we talked about how I didn't think he was going to age well. (laughs) And I still feel that way. I mean, he's had a bad stretch at the beginning of the year. Now he's hot. The, the real him is probably somewhere in the middle, but um, as he heads into his late twenties, I think I don't know. It's just a guy that I'm probably not going to get, you know. And then and that's okay. Understood. So I'm definitely just like my last pick with Freeman in the first round. I'm the high man on Jose Ramirez here. Okay, well that puts you up, Brent. Who do you got at nineteen? At 19, I got Chris Bryant with the Cubs. I've always been a Bryant fan. I can play third base and outfield as well. He's 27, so his age is a little higher than I like. But he hits usually in the two-hole for the loaded Cubs lineup, and he moves around a lot as well. And if he can stay healthy, I mean, he was a rookie of the year and an MVP. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's a stud. Andrew, you're the Cub fan. Where do you got him? Uh, I actually have at 30, I have a slash. I had two players and Brian was one of them. So 30, 31. I had Brian originally in my top 30. And when I made edits there at the last, I moved him just outside. So he, he would be between 30 and 35 most likely for me if I did this. So he is right there in the also ran just outside for me. Great hitter. I mean, I do really like the hit tool. I just, I'm not as convinced that the elite hitter is there anymore. He's just good. I, and with the injuries he had last year, that was a shoulder bothering him. It, 
He's bounced back well this year with the health, but the stolen bases look like they're gone. So I just, I, I've got him more at the back half of that on that list, but who, what do I know? I had yeah. Jose Ramirez in seventh, 18 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing yeah. wrong. Nothing wrong with any of these picks, honestly. No, no. Okay. So let me see. I'm starting to lose count here. We're at pick number 20, right? Yep. Pick number 20. Okay, Andrew. Let him, what, who do you got? Another baby. Eloy. Okay. Number yeah. 20. And, uh, yeah, I, he's had a little bit of a rough year. He's just been banged up a lot and all that. But young guy, I think he has tons and tons of power. If you've ever seen him hit a home run, it's just, you know what Monsters. I'm talking about. I mean, it's just monster shots. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be kind of on the upswing. It's one of those where, you know, you may have to wait a little bit for everything to come together, but I don't think it's going to take too long. I mean, his power is just so ridiculous. So I actually had him judge and Harper and kind of like a cluster. And I don't actually know what I would do if I was on the clock and those guys were staring me in the face. (laughs) So, I mean, Eloy, Eloy to me is like the less proven version of those two, but younger, obviously way younger. So, I mean, you could argue that Eloy's the guy to take even, I mean, but Mm -hmm. he hasn't proven it as much. And I, I recognize that. Yeah, and he's never all the way up through the minors as he's gotten to the upper minors. He's not walking as much as you'd hope to see. Hopefully that continues developing as he ages. But like you said with his home run power, I have him. I took him in the third round of my startup dynasty this year, so I have a share of him. And I see I try to watch every one of his home runs, and it seems like all of them are to center field, and they're not just barely out. They're way up there, and... Yeah, he's a man, and he's uh, he's a man-child who's going to continue growing more and more power and hopefully continue improving as a hitter. Brent, where'd you uh, – I, I didn't say it. I had Eloy at 23 on my list, totally on board with taking him right here. Brent, where'd you have him at? I have him at 18, so, yeah, right around you guys. Okay. you have any thoughts to add, or you want to – if not – uh, Yeah, he – yeah, he reminds me of like a yeah, like you said, big power. So like Nelson Cruz, like Nelson Cruz Ooh, always has one. that straight shots right to center field. Uh, and with like the White Sox, they're a young team, and I think I think next year and the year after they're going to compete be with their young pitching. Dylan Cease, Jose Abreu will be there. Yoan Mancata starting to come around now, so I think he's going to be hitting in a good lineup as well. I was with a buddy yesterday and. Uh... Went went for lunch and we were talking about Garrett Cole um, leaving Houston potentially, mm-hmm. and I was I was like, where do you think he's gonna go? And he looked at me. We're both Cubs fans, and oh, he's like, boy. he's like the White Sox. Oh, and he had said he had said he had heard it or something. I don't know. And and we were just both like man it just makes so much sense and i was like thinking about how nasty that team could be real quick if they got a guy like that i mean it's kind of scary to think about but yeah they're def- they're definitely on the upswing it's tough living in chicago or near chicago when you're you know one side of that fence it's the other side just drives you nuts and white Sox fans hate the cubs and cubs fans hate the white Sox and yeah, it's like, oh man, I I don't want them getting Gary Cole. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I know how sick that would make you Cub fans seeing him there. Oh, that'd be brutal. <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Your friend your friend definitely had a good call there. I think that could definitely be the case. Yeah. All right, well, I'm up at 21 and I have one guy at the top of my list, but as I'm sitting here looking at it and thinking about it, I think as I look at who I actually have at 21 on my list, I think if I really was down to it, I would take this guy. So I'm making, I'm doing an audible on my own list and I'm taking Raphael Devers here at 21, having a heck of a season 
for the Red Sox. It's the breakout is finally happening this year. After I think he didn't have a home run in all the way until like the 10th of May. So here in three months, he has 25 home runs. He's approaching 100 runs in RBI, hitting the ball everywhere. I think there was a quote from somebody saying that even comping him to some amazingly good hitter, and now I'm blanking on the name. It was, it was talked about on our one of our chats, but that this guy just, I think it was Bonds they were comparing him to in the way that you just can't pitch him anywhere and get him out right now because he's taking balls no matter where you're throwing it on the zone and he's just hitting it like if you throw him away he's just going to pepper it there off the left field wall or over that left field wall he's really seemed to have found himself so i'm going with devers here at pick number 21 andrew where do you got devers at he was my next guy 17 17 yeah okay and what about you andrew or not andrew you just said that what about you brent uh, I have him at 30. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I love I, – I don't think I've ever seen a player start as cold as he did and go absolutely crazy. I mean, he went six for six three days ago. He's yeah. not cooling – he hasn't cooled down one bit. No. No, he's been on fire ever since then. I do remember Anthony Rizzo having a pretty rough month, first month last year in terms of not hitting home runs and then exploding and – Bregman also doing that. I don't know the batting average department I'm not talking about, but I do remember those two specifically as recent explosions after not hitting for any power in the first month. But yeah, Devers has been awesome. One thing I'll, one thing I'll say about with him is the most valuable guys. And I think this is kind of self, self self-explanatory, but just to reiterate it, the most valuable pieces in dynasty leagues are young major league hitters that are performing right now. And Rafael Devers is it. I mean, that's he's exactly that, you know. Now whether you think that will continue, I mean, I do kind of wonder like, man, I'd kind of like to see it again. But it's also yeah, like he's, it's also like he's so young that I don't really know what there is to worry about. I mean, yeah, he could regress from this and still be really awesome. So, yeah, like I said, I had him as my next guy. No issues here. You know, watching him hit home runs, because I watch every home run he hits. Again, I've got a dynasty share, and I the guys who I own, I always try to watch their home run replays. That's just... I think Andrew, you've told me you're similar to that. Brent, do you do you are you like that by any chance? Oh, uh, with young hitters? Yeah, no, and like players who I own on my fantasy team, and Andrew and I've talked privately about this. We always go to the MLB at bat app and watch the home runs when they hit one in terms of watch the replay. If if oh. I see that <laughs> Devers hit one, I always go look. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like when I first started playing fantasy baseball, it was almost an addiction. When a guy on my team would hit a home run, I'd go to the at bat app and watch it. <laughs> well, I guess we still have that addiction, or at least I yeah. still do. I know I do it <laughs> almost every night or morning. But yeah, I do. I do it with a lot of guys, not even just guys that I own. I feel like I, if I see something, you know, like I watch a lot of them. I feel like. Marco Luciano, if he hits a home run, you're searching Twitter, looking for any kind of video you can find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I brought that up is Devers, when he rounds the bases, I always think he looks so funny watching him run around the bases. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't look like a natural jog around the bases. It, it just looks different. Have either of you guys noticed that, or am I just on yeah, an island? I've noticed it. It, it just... It's a different looking home run trot than anybody else. Yeah. Maybe it's just a shape. I don't know. And he looks like a little baby out there. God, yes. he looks so young. He's got the baby face, definitely. Okay, Brent, who do you got at 22? Uh, 22. He's actually 16 on my list, and he's one of the three pitchers in my top 30. Walker Bueller. I have. First, yeah. Our first arm is off the board, and he <laughs> definitely approves of Walker Bueller. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's if he was consistent, 
if he just becomes more consistent, I mean, he is he is an oh, he's probably one of the better pitchers in the game. Yeah, you're not going to get any arguments from either of us about that. Yeah, he. Uh, I had him at 24, and it was solely because he's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And the more I was looking at a lot of these guys, like I have a share, a Bueller share in a dynasty league and it would take, I mean, th- there's a few guys I have ahead of him that we haven't picked yet. And I tell you, it, it'd be tough for me to trade him for them too. It's he's awesome. Like he's just the best of the best to me with mm-hmm. when you combine and I've been, you know, I've been a Kershaw guy for years. I know how great it is to like have Dodger pitching. It's just, it's NL. It's great park. It's not to mention his electric stuff and his age, but it's just everything. It's just good team, you know, great team. It's all there. It's it's and he's the right age. I mean, it's just great. The only thing I feel like you can argue about with Bueller against him is his size yeah because he's like a smaller guy and i wonder when he gets to be like 28 29 30 if there's going to be a drop off but it's still a few years away and i think you can make an argument there could be a cy young or two between now and then so yeah yeah i i totally approve of the bueller pick for sure when I made my list, I wrote everybody's ages right next to their name. And when I wrote Walker Bueller's age at 25, I was rather surprised. I did not realize he was already 25. In my head, yeah. I was thinking he was a 23-year-old pitcher. So that was kind did. of surprising to me. I think he just turned 25. Let's see. Birthday. I know he, I know he was 24 earlier in the year, so like yep. not long ago. So. July 28th. So, yeah, yeah, he just turned 25. I was still rather surprised on that, but yeah, I have Bueller at 20 on my list. Andrew, you said 24, so we, he, yeah. we're all in the ballpark here. Is this about the point where we'd start giving um, some uh, – we're starting to think about taking an arm. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, who do you got here? We're at pick number 22. 23. 23? Yeah. Yeah, that's 23. right. He is – 18 on my list, Manny Machado. Manny Machado. And I will yep. say that Machado is the one that I just switched out with Devers. So I had Machado at 18 when I made this before. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not much to say. I mean, he is what he is. A stud in his prime that's slightly older than the rest of these guys, but still young. I mean, he's, what, 27? So, works for me. Yep. Proven, proven, you know, all that. Okay, Brent, where'd you have Machado at? I had him exactly at 23. Okay. So, we're all kind of in the same boat, because I moved Machado down a couple slots. I'm right there with you guys. Well, I think we... Unless, Brent, do you have anything you want to add on Machado or keep moving? Uh, we can keep moving. Okay. In that case, I'll pick at 24, and I'm going to take the second pitcher on the board. And this guy actually, I've said these two pretty much belong neck and neck with Walker Bueller and Garrett Cole, except I do have Garrett Cole as my number one pitcher in Dynasty Leagues. I'm taking Cole here at 24. He's Ever since he's gone to Houston, he's been absolutely amazing. He's a couple years older than Bueller, but I'm really not going to take that into account here. I just feel a little more confident in terms of I've seen Cole throw 200-plus innings a couple years in a row here. He's on his way to doing it for a third year in a row. I'm I'm taking the steadiness there in, ter- in terms of just knowing, feeling safer about the innings. And like you said, Andrew, Bueller's a smaller guy who may not make it be that uh, he may not have as long of a career to where even by the time he's Cole's age, he might, we might already be seeing some wear from the small body. And I just feel more confident in Cole holding up because he's a big bodied guy at 28 to where I'm going to take him. But again, I'm splitting hairs here. I think Cole and Bueller are neck and neck and really close. 
So, Andrew, I and if I didn't say, I have Cole at 19 on my list. So, Andrew, where'd you have Cole, or was he on your list? I had him at 25 back-to-back, Bueller, then Cole. 24 so you, and 25. You pretty much agree. They're neck-and-neck neck splitting hairs between them. You just have it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, pretty much agree with, with everything you said. I mean... I could see Cole lasting a little bit longer, but he's also a little bit older already. So yep. it's it's kind of like they're both on great teams. Bueller's in the NL, so I just kind of side with that. But yeah, it's uh, it's splitting hairs. They're both crazy awesome. Brent, where'd you have Garrett Cole? I've met twenty-one. All right, so. We're all pretty close then in terms of where we got them. Just nobody had taken them yet. Yep. Okay. That puts you up, Brent. Pick number 25. Who do you got? Ozzy Albies with the Braves. Ooh, there's another one Andrew's going to like. Yeah, and the reason when I felt the reason I fell in love with him was last year, Jose Altuve said he's going to be better than him. And I was like, ooh, that's the guy. I mean, he's a switch hitter. He, he, I know he fell in the line, uh, fell in the Braves lineup earlier this year to like seventh, but now he's back up in the two spot, and he's been he's been hot since All Star break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. So you've got. Where was he on your actual rankings? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Andrew, where'd you have him? Nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> stole my thunder, man. Andrew, <laughs> yeah, Andrew that's, loves Ozzy. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you, I think Albies is ticketed for first round, like future first round pick. I think he's just so awesome. He's he's so young. He's so good already. He's in a perfect spot hitting, you know, Acuna Freeman. I mean, the lineup's insane. Like you said, switch hitter. I mean, I've always kind of, I've mentioned before, I, I've kind of comped him to Lindor. As far as just switch hitting, young, dynamic middle infielder, obviously they play different positions, but I think he can get to that level where he's just automatic, like mid first round pick, um, does everything. And he's an awesome hitter first and foremost, you know, the, the power and speed is like the secondary part of it, but it's still there. And yeah, I, I love him. Totally love him. He was my next guy. So. I was lower than you guys, but I'm still not really here saying that to crap on him. 28 is where I had him, but he's a heck of a hitter. And everything you guys said, I don't understand why he hasn't run more because the fact that he steals at a very successful rate. He's 11 for 14 this year. I don't know why he doesn't try to steal more, but yeah, I think that's the reason I keep him down a little bit, but I agree with everything else you guys said. I just I'd like to see him running just a little more to move him up. Yeah, yeah. What I think, honestly, I think what's affecting that this year is Acuna is stealing more. So he's uh-huh. he's gets on base, he's running. So you already have a guy on second a lot sometimes. So Ozzy already has a chance to drive somebody in. That's just a theory I was thinking. Don't know. It was that way last year too. I was I was wondering the same thing and again last year he sold 14 bags out of 17 so again he only had got caught three times i don't understand it because he's fast he seems like he's got the ability and the miners he was stealing 30 40 bags a year and who knows maybe one of these years wake up one time and he's got 28 30 bags in a year it wouldn't shock me because i do believe he's capable of that yeah there's something there's something about him that i just I've I've mentioned this before, but it's like I look at him and I just see a star. Like I think he has a good head on his shoulders and just does everything. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know what there is to not like about Ozzy Albies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he took your Albies pick, so now you gotta take Yeah, else. I know. I'm bummed. <laughs> uh I will take twenty-six Glaber Torres. Okay. Talk about Glaber here. Uh, I tell you, I think he, I mentioned this to somebody the other day. I think he might be 
the most underrated, under-talked-about young stud in the game. I, I, it feels like nobody talks about him, and he just goes out there and rakes. I mean, he's whatever he is, 21 or 22, I think. So really young, obviously awesome team, lineup, park, etc. Yeah, I'm a fan. I got him at 21, and I, I just think he'll be around for a long time and be productive. You know, when you took him in your Roto Masters 3 league in the spring, and I was like, meh, I don't know. And, I, I mean, it was later than this, and I've, I've turned around on it. Where, where was Glaber on your ranks? He was 21. Okay. I'm not far off of you now. I've got him at 25. So I do believe that he was he belongs in this spot now. What about you, Brent? Where do you have him? 22. Again, we're all real close here. Here yeah. we are thinking this is the part where it could go a lot of different directions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're, we're lining up more than we were right there at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, I mean, if Glaber has a, if Glaber didn't play Baltimore this year, he'd probably only have about fifteen home runs. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing he does. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's so great to be an American League hitter, especially for the Yankees playing for that team, playing in those parks. It's just a great hitting atmosphere to be in, and the Yankees are going to have a loaded lineup around him for years to come. It's just going to be that way. Another He's thing, gonna compile. Another thing, I just want to mention what. Uh, while I'm taking all these young bats, it's like, I feel like in dynasty, when you have a guy like this or, you know, Tati, Soto, any of these other guys, they just, they hold that value for so long. You get a guy that's 28, 29, and he has that season where he drops off and it's just, their value just tanks. It just does. It, we've seen it so many times. I mean, look at, and I, I mentioned him, or, or I guess it would be the last show because we're splitting this, but Jose Altuve. I mean, last year I was in a startup where Jose Altuve went two overall. Yeah. And, you, and Jose Altuve is still really good, but you just see these guys drop off. And these young guys they just don't drop off as quickly, even if they struggle a little bit. It's just something to keep in mind. Like all the teams in your league are going to want these young players, even if they're not playing as good as you want them to. And you get a guy that's 28, 29, 30, and he has that year where he dips, his value tanks Mm -hmm. to the other teams. I don't care. You see it over and over. It's just, so just something to keep in mind, you know, that's why we're, I mean, we've obviously taken a lot of young hitters here and it's just something I would definitely be thinking about. I mean, I know people do, but I think it just needs to be reiterated. Yeah. I mean, as a Cubs fan, you pretty much gave up Glaber Torres to help win a world series. Yeah. Yep. It's, <laughs> I was saying the other night when he hit like those three home runs, it was like, three in that double header. I was like, I need to watch the world series DVD tonight (laughs) (laughs) because man, I I don't regret that trade because of what happened, but it does. He would look real good in that lineup right now. As would Eloy. Yeah. Yeah. We won't get into that one. Yeah. They've (laughs) cut, (laughs) but the Cubs have a championship and they waited a while for it. And I, yeah, I don't think any Cub fan can really, complain because of that i think they're they will complain i should say i mean they could complain but they they got their championship that 2016 moment and they're still contenders right now okay um i guess that puts me up at 27 this guy i have at number 24 i actually acquired him in a dynasty this year in a trade i bait i think he's got top five overall upside a young kid who's not getting there yet, but that's Victor Robles. He's a 22-year-old who I believe he could be a top five top five pick in redraft and dynasty leagues eventually. He's got that upside, and if not, he's still going to be a really good player here for years to come, I believe. So Victor Robles, I've got at 20. I'm taking at 27, 24 overall. Brent, was Robles on your list? 
Yes, he's at 56. Okay, so he's not on your top 30, but way down there. Yeah, but I agree. He's going to, I think he is, I know you guys were comparing McCutcheon to someone earlier. I think Robles is a good comp to Andrew McCutcheon as well when McCutcheon was in his MVP years. Robles mm-hmm. is good. I like him a lot. Andrew, where'd you have Robles? Or did you? Um, he'd be in like the 31 to 40 range probably for me. So he was a just um, missed. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really I'm not convinced he can hit. I I just it's the issue with me with him. It's just I don't think he's good at getting on base and hitting yet. And I'm not saying he can't ever be, but the the power speed is tantalizing for sure. And if he mm-hmm. ever figures out the the hitting side of it, I mean, he could vault really high. But I don't know. I'm just not there with him on his hit tool. He, he's got a ways to go there for me. So I'd have him lower, like I said, probably 31 to 40 with the recognition that he could vault higher, you know, if he, if he makes improvements. I, I worry a little bit that he's going to be stuck at the bottom of lineups because he does, doesn't get on base enough. The Byron it, it, Buxton effect. Yes, it's exactly yeah. who I was going to just say. You you took the words right out of my mouth. It was the next thing I was going to say was Byron Buxton. And I'm not putting him into that category yet because we haven't seen as much of it as we have with Buxton. But, you know, Robles is going to hold his value for a while. He's young. He's dynamic. He's showing power and speed, so that's good. But the most important tool, I, I feel like he's just lacking, and I just can't put him ahead of some of these other guys because of that. So The scary part, you know, the, going back to Buxton comp, the thing I heard about Buxton is the hard hit rate. He had a lot of medium contact, and the hard hit rate wasn't great. And they were saying that about Robles this offseason when he had a 35% hard hit rate and a 43% medium contact. And it's gotten worse this year. Right now, it's at 53% medium and only 23% hard contact. So that kind of lines up with your Kenny hit. Right now, he's not making great contact when he's getting a hold of the ball. And that's yeah. kind of holding everything down right now because the power speed's there. I mean, he's got the potential. He's just got to get the bat on the ball better yeah. right now. That's what it comes down to with him. Okay, number 28, Brent, you are up for your last pick to take here in this draft. Who do you have? Uh, He's currently 20 on my list, Uh, Joey Gallo. I play MLB The Show, and the one thing they always say, and a lot of people say, he has light tower power. Yes, he does. He might be, he might have the most power in the league. Maybe Jorge Soler's up there now, but yeah, Joey Gallo. Okay, Joey Gallo. He was not on my list. I I honestly don't think I considered him, even though he is a heck of a fun player to own. I just moved him in a league, in a dynasty league, to Andrew. But I got to say, he's fun to own. Andrew, was he on your list, or was he? Where would he? Where would he be? He was close, just outside the top thirty. I um, I will say in a in an OBP league, I'd have him probably around twenty. Yeah, I mean, I'd have him way higher. Uh, I do think there's a significant difference, and we were doing batting average, so I kind of struggled with with the difference there a little bit. Um, that said, I mean, everybody's hitting for power nowadays. Basically, no one has Joey Gallo power. So nope. nobody. That's where he makes it up. You know all the difference. And yeah, I mean, I I can't really argue it for that for that point. I mean, you could argue he has the most power in the league. So to get him at twenty eight, I mean, I, I think it's pretty good. Before we move on, I play. I also play MLB The Show, Brent. So we're gonna have to. Sometime get together and play a game. That's, yeah. I, have, I have a two-year-old daughter right now, so playing has not been something I get to do that often. I don't think I've touched the game in months, but that was, that 
that franchise is so much fun. I miss playing. I just I don't have much time to do it at this stage, but love playing that game. Okay. Yeah, that's a... No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, that's the whole reason why I got a PlayStation. It's just for that game instead of an Xbox. Yep. Same here. Okay, Andrew, you got your final pick. Who do you got? Two guys that are back-to-back. It's close, but um, I'm going to take the guy that I do have ahead, because I, and especially because I, I just think he needs mentioning. And I think he will go higher than 29 in any startup draft you do, and that's Wander Franco. Mm, here he is. I've got him at 22. Um, you know, there's going to be people out there that don't like it, that's for sure. But you could, like like I said, any startup draft. I saw a draft. There was a draft going on with guys from the group a couple week, a week to weeks ago. Um, I don't know if it's still going on. It's probably over by now. I know it was a slow draft. And Wander Franco went 13 overall. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with that. I don't. I think it's too high. And um, I know Justin and I have had some discussions on that. And I was talking to a friend this past, I don't know, week. And we were talking about if it's time to sell him and all this stuff. Because his value is just so ridiculously high that it's almost like how much higher can it really go? But mm-hmm. I think he deserves a mention. I mean, there's going to be somebody in every single dynasty startup you do. I'm just so confident in saying this that is going to take him higher than this. So I'll take him at 29. Yep. I think you're getting close to that range where he is going into consideration. I, he was not in my top 30, but I think he would have been in my top 35. He was just outside. In terms of where I would have him. So, Brent, you've got a top 100. Where is he on that list? I don't have him ranked. Wait, well, even in the top 100, huh? Nope. Uh, so, this ranking, what I go by... Uh, have you ever? Have you guys ever seen Tristan's rankings on ESPN? How he goes by four or five years? What three I do years. is I go yeah. three years. I go uh, three years out as well, but I do age, position, value... Uh, category impact and then breakout potential and team performance. But I do agree with Franco, and I know he's a big deal because the Tampa Bay Rays had a Wander Franco bobblehead day, and the guy's not even on the team yet. Wait, yeah. they've already had a Wander Franco bobblehead day? Yeah, yeah. They've already had a Wander Franco bobblehead day, and I missed it. I'm stunned right now. <laughs> I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think I heard of that either. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's so he's. I mean, I know the Rays love him. Like they're just they're just waiting on him, sitting on him. I do think, and I know I briefly mentioned, it, but I do think that if you can get an elite asset, you know, in the M- in the majors, especially if you're like a competing team, it could be the right time to move him too. I mean, I. I think that there's even a couple prospects that are close that, you know, you could argue have a higher ceiling than him, but there's just, there's somebody in every league that's going to go nuts for the guy. I mean, he's the number one prospect and he's going to be until he graduates. Pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, and it's just, people go nuts for those guys. They just, they just do. So I feel like you can trade him for more than this spot. Yeah, you know, to somebody, it's not going to be to everybody because there's plenty of people that are probably like, "Whoa, it's crazy." But there is somebody in there that is going to be willing to take that on because of what he is. You know, I mean, he's basically put up Vlad Junior numbers in the minors up to this point. So that's where I was going to go in terms of at the same age. Even if even even if you don't want to value him as a top like because he won't be up possibly for another two years. If you don't want to value him that I'd still want a share of him and be willing to take him. Even if I don't believe it, 
his value is not going to drop in the next year. Uh, the The odds of it dropping right are very low, and it, it could just keep going up as he's getting up to double A to where even if I wasn't sold on him, I'd still want to have him just so I could move him because you could get a lot back for Wander Franco on a trade right now. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that puts me at number 30. And my last pick, I am going to take the guy who will likely be the NL Rookie of the Year, and that is Pete Alonzo, 24-year-old with the Mets, who looks like he may finish with 50-plus home runs. In a on-base percentage league, he carries more value just because the fact that he's incredibly good at taking walks. He's only he's hitting 264 going into the tonight with 39 home runs right at 120 games played, so... It kind of reminds me, I mean, he may finish with numbers very similar to like what Judge did in his rookie year with that low 50 home run total. It's very possible. So I'm taking Alonzo here and taking the big power young bat. Andrew, did where did you have, where do you think Alonzo would be or was he in your top 30? Uh, he wasn't, but probably not too far outside of it. Okay. What about you, Brent? Yeah, I got him at 49. So, okay, that's significantly down there then. What, what has you holding him further down? The, what, what, what is it about him? Uh, with Alonzo? Yes. I mean, I just haven't seen it. I've only, I mean, I just haven't seen enough of him yet. He's only been played 120 games, but he's shown a lot. But yeah, he just, I just haven't seen enough of him yet. You need a bigger sample. That's yeah, fair. I, yep. We Especially at 24 who, years old, too. Yeah. We all have guys who we see, and it's like, yeah, I need to see it another year before I'm sold in. So I totally get that. All right, well, I've got a lot of questions for you guys as we're just finishing this up. And my first question, if it was a daily dynasty league, where do you think Shohei Otani would be in your rankings? And... Andrew, I'm going to ask you that one first. Where would he be for you? Uh, I'm thinking. Ask Brent first. Okay, Brent. <laughs> Andrew's taking the. Andrew wants to go last. Um, I'd say maybe, maybe in the 30s. Okay, so he'd still be an outside for you of the top 30. Yeah, I'll tell you. Now, I'm looking at my list, and I didn't think of this and what my actual answer was before doing this, but I can guarantee you he'd be in my top 30 because going into this year when he had Tommy John surgery and wasn't even going to pitch this year, I took him inside my top 30 at pick number like 27, I think it was. So as I look now, if I'm thinking of a daily dynasty, I think he's somewhere in the 10 to 15 range for me. I think I'm willing to go that soon, and it would not surprise me at all if he's the number one dynasty player in dynasty leagues and daily dynasty leagues a year from now. I just I think that potential's there. Yeah, Andrew, what do you think? Uh, looking at my list, I would. Probably take him. I had Trey 12 and Story 13. I'd probably take him in between those two. 13. That's, that's right about where I locked because I've got Trey yeah. Story back to I, back. And... I've always kind of said with Otani, I that part of my brain is still developing. <laughs> I can't, it's really hard for me to grasp his value. It's really hard. Like, I had him on these. I actually did have him in my top 30. I had him at 26. Okay. Um, and I, I really don't even know if that's right because I just – I have a hard time with him. But mm-hmm. I do recognize that, for one, he's a better hitter than I thought. This season, he's just been better than I expected. And I know he can pitch. And if it ever gets to that point where it's all going flowing together, I mean, like you said, he could be the number one player. 
So you have to factor that in. I mean, I wouldn't assume that that's going to happen. No. But I recognize the possibility. And, yeah, I think, like, late first for me as of right now, daily, yeah, I think I would go for it. There aren't many nine-category contributors in fantasy baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so you guys bunch him together? You don't split his bat and pitching up? No. And that's why. Okay. That's what he. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I mean, well, there's different. That's why you can actually. You've got different leagues. There's different leagues that do it different ways. I mean, on some sites, they split him up. And Justin's saying if you can use him as a pitcher on the day he pitches and a hitter on the day he hits. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd probably throw him in the top twenty then. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's hard to evaluate though because yes. it's we've never seen it. Yeah, you know, I that's the hardest part for me. All I know is I can't wait for next year in that daily dynasty where I actually do get to float him back and forth. I I really hope he's back, his elbows healthy, and I get to do that because it's going to be fun. I just cannot wait for being able to flip him around in that league. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Who was your highest ranked guy that we didn't that we didn't draft? Okay, yeah, that was going to tie into my next question. I'll I'll go on and word it how I had it. Which wait, who did you say? Who did you take thirty? I didn't write it down. Um. Oh, Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my question. Uh, I'll I'll answer yours and then we'll go into mine. My answer was twenty six. I had Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Brent? Uh, my highest, I had Jose Altuve at 24. Okay. Well, we have all three have different Astros. I have Carlos Correa was mine. Yeah. That's funny. I <laughs> all these guys off the same team. I didn't put Correa on there, and I thought about him, and I probably, I don't know if I still wouldn't. He went in the second round of the dynasty startup I did this year, and I, I wouldn't downgrade him at all just because of that rib injuries. Had a great year. I probably should be thinking about getting him up there on that list. But um, I had Correa, Otani, Mondesi, Bogarts, and Jordan. And Jordan was Jordan was the one I had like slashed with Bryant at thirty. I was uh, the bottom of that is kind of a it was kind of a rough order. I wasn't really sure. This but, was going to be my next question. How many people were in your top thirty that were not taken yet? Oh, so okay. you had five there. Five. So, yeah. all right. And Brent, how many guys out in your top thirty were not taken? Um, let's see here. Well, Altuve, uh, Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, Jacob Degrom, Blake Snell, and that's it. That's a lot of pitchers. Yeah, um, right between twenty-five and thirty, I bunched a lot of pitchers together there. Scherzer, that's an interesting one. That's like the time bomb. It's like the best pitcher, like such a great pitcher. You just uh, never know how many more years you're going to get out of him. Yeah. I know in my startup dynasty in Rotomasters 2 one with Andrew, he was still there at the top of the third round, and I was texting people when that startup happened two years ago, and I said, please talk me out of taking Scherzer because he felt like he, I had to take him, and I didn't. But he felt like the right pick at that point at the, then. Um, so I had three players in my top 30 that were not taken. And that was Jordan Alvarez, like I said. And then my 29 and 30 were Keston Hira and Austin Meadows. Two guys were, were my last ones. So I, I snuck in a couple of my own personal faves there. I think Hira specifically, I think. I keep saying I think he may be on his way on the trajectory of the Alex Bregman career. I just believe that he could be that level of player here in the next year or two. And Meadows has been somebody I've just loved for the last few years, and he's had a great last 162 days since just about the time he was traded to Tampa. So three for me. Um and then I wanted to ask, I'm sure you guys had some just miss also. Who were your just missed players? Uh, Brent, who were your kind of guys who just missed the bubble? Uh, Jack Flaherty, Xander Bogarts, 
Reese Hoskins and Anthony Rendon. Okay. I love hearing Jack Flaherty in there, given I've got a share. I've traded for Jack Flaherty in both of my dynasty leagues this year. So I'm cheering for him for sure. Yeah, he's only 23, too. Yeah, he's a kid. He's young, got a good pitcher's body. I'm I'm excited about him, and I'm also a Cardinal fan, so extra excited about him. Andrew, who were you just missed? Uh, I think we've pretty much named them all, actually. I mean, you've said a lot of your 31 to 40 yeah, guys. Yeah, though a lot of those guys, I feel like we're close. Um, I don't know exactly where I'd have these two, but I just want to mention that Joe Adele and Luis Robert, I think, are both. Just the ceilings on those two guys are so high. I don't think you can ignore it. I wouldn't have them too far off of my top 30. I've seen them ranked in, I think one guy I saw had them 38, 39. One guy had them in the 50s. But yeah, those guys are just tantalizing to me because young five category studs, I think they both can be that soon. Mm hmm. I think they both can be that next season, possibly. And if not, you know, you, you grow into that and hope that's what it becomes. They're both really young. So I just want to mention them. I Again, I, I don't think I would have them like 31 or 2. You know, they're not right on there, but they're not too far off. I, I think the ceiling on those guys is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Adele was definitely on my list of my five guys that just missed, along with Wander Franco. I had Matt Chapman, George Springer, and Chris Bryant as uh, my other three guys that were just missed for me. Springer's been absolutely incredible this year. It's just an age thing for him because he's pushing up there in the upper 20s, but continues producing. But those were my guys who just missed. Um, I think that's all of my questions I had. Do you guys have any more thoughts or comments or questions before we finish, close this out? Where'd you, uh, I know Brent mentioned the pitchers. Where did you have like your next pitchers at? Any idea? I, I mean, you didn't rank them, I guess, but. Nope. Any didn't. idea where, who would, let me ask you, who would be your third after Cole and Bueller? Good question. I'd probably need to look at a pitcher list. There was nobody else that I even gave consideration to. Let okay. me try pulling up a pitcher list here. Snell. What about you? Thor, Sale. It wouldn't be Jose Arrijos. I th- honestly, Scherzer came to mind. I think probably Thor and um, Snell. Snell might be my next one. I really do believe in him, and I think he had a lot of bad luck this year. He might be my next pitcher I would have. And... Probably wouldn't be until the wheel around 45 to somewhere in the 45 to 60. Would I even think yeah. about taking another pitcher? I think, yeah, I think mine would be Snell or Sale. I think those would be the two. And I, how uh, close do you I think? Tell you, I'll tell you, man, I don't know where I would have Max Scherzer, but it would mm-hmm. be. I, I can't imagine. And I'm not saying that Max Scherzer is obviously great, but I just can't imagine what point in a dynasty startup I would be like, it's time to pull the trigger on that guy. I just, he's 35, he's a pitcher, he's hurt. I, I don't know if I'd have him on my top like 75. I don't even know. I just, I just avoid those guys. I mean, maybe to my own detriment sometimes, but. I would just rather not deal with it. I could find bats upon bats upon bats. And just don't want to <laughs> that deal you can with move it. for a pitcher when you need them. Yeah, I just I just don't want to deal with like the age too. It's not just the fact he's a pitcher. I know yes. he's great. I know he's great, but man, it's yeah. I just I can't imagine the point. I'd be sitting there like, yeah, it's time. Because I, I actually felt that in in Rotomasters three. He went in Rotomasters 3, I want to say he went like 52 overall, maybe. 50, it was 
is a 20 teamer and it was the middle of a third. And I remember thinking it's, it's late or it's getting late, you know, for him. And he wound up going and I just didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, I wish I would have got him. I just, I don't know. It's just not for me. I understand. It's, it's almost like a game of hot potato with that guy. You got this great pitcher and he continues pitching great. You just don't know when that potato is going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know he's great. That's the only reason I'm even bringing him up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, because he is great. But yeah, 35 year old pitchers in Dynasty Leagues, it's just not for me. Yeah. If I, if I did take a Freddie Freeman, like I was saying it in the end of the first round, and maybe I took Freeman Judge, something like that. And I just yeah. decided I was going to go all in, going for the win for now. Win now. I think I would give some consideration to taking him in that 45 range. Maybe I'd yeah. try packaging him with a Snell and just decide, you know what, I'm going to shoot for it. Yeah, there's not. it's not like when I see him go, I, I think it's bad. Like, I don't really think it's a bad pick usually when I see him go. It's, it's actually usually looks like a value because yeah. people are discounting him because of his age, but... Yeah, it's just in the back of my head is all. I understand. Okay, well, thank you, Brent, for joining us here. I had a blast getting you on here and do, having an extra mind in here, thinking with a different set of thoughts than what Andrew and I provide every week. So I really appreciate you getting on here. I hope you enjoyed this. I know, I know I had a blast, and Andrew, I'm pretty sure you did too. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on, Brent. It was good. Uh, good time. I, I'm subscribed to your podcast now, so I'll uh, try and become a regular listener. Yeah, it was remi- fun. I enjoyed it. Remind everybody because we're on part two here, so we listened to your plug for it at the part one. What is the podcast name again? Where can people find you? Uh, it's the Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple. Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Okay. Do you guys have a Twitter account? Yep, we have Twitter, uh, at Exit Velocity PC. We have an Instagram and a Facebook. Well, there we go. You even have a Facebook. Okay. I didn't know that. I need to go find you guys so I can like the page and give you guys a little more support there, too. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you all again, Andrew. We'll try getting back here in a we're overdue to do some news and just talk about what's going on in baseball landscape. So we'll try to get back here soon and do that. But until then, take care everybody. Yep. Take care guys. Have a good night folks. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment or a suggestion, We would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year.